0: This isn't for your eyes.
1: To another episode of Groovy Goody's podcast, and I am Mr. Reese Griffiths, and joined by Mr. David White, as always. Hello there. And I'm not sure what episode this is, but it's another episode.
0: It's episode number three chronologically.
1: Three chronologically, there I we believe. are. Um, but I
0: think we're going to advertise this as episode four. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> the intro episode, which is episode zero, and then we had the. 2017 catch up, right? Then the Stephen King movies, right? And this one, right? So, so that's this is episode three of advertised, but it's four, yeah. We've recorded.
1: So, just to give everybody a heads just up, just to make it extra, yeah, all over the shop, we've been recording, but I haven't actually posted anything live yet, which makes us sound very strange. But there's we're trying to iron out some bits and pieces beforehand. So, if we repeat ourselves, it's because uh, we've already sort of discussed some Stephen King stuff mm. in the previous episode where we talked about movies. This week's episode we're going to be discussing Stephen King books but just because I'm somewhat concerned that we might be repeating ourselves <laughs> we're going to talk about some other stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while since we got together. What have you been up to Dave? Anything interesting? Uh,
0: well, not much. No. <laughs> just to cut it short. <laughs> so, um, no, I've um, Let's discuss things that we've been doing in the last, sort of, few weeks, so what films have you been watching? Well,
1: last few weeks. Last night, in fact, I watched Psycho 2 for the first time. Um, Have you seen Psycho 2? No.
0: I remember watching some of the Psycho films, like, must have been over 10-15 years ago, but. I can't remember much about them to be honest. So I might have seen it, but I can't remember it.
1: Watching it back, I remember there being... I remember certain scenes. There's a toilet scene in there where he flood pulls the flesh and all blood comes up. Yeah, and there's yeah. a bit where there are two teenagers necking in the basement, smoking. Um, I remember those, but I think they were on... It was probably on TV at some point, and yeah. we've come back late from visiting relatives or whatever, and my parents put the TV on and quickly turned it over. Yeah. But... Um, yeah i've kind of avoided the as somebody who's interested in horror movies i've kind of avoided the psycho sequels on yeah. the basis of it, i didn't really think they needed a sequel yeah and i think uh with movies there tends to be a lot of unnecessary sequels the sort of cash cows yeah um so yeah i've stayed clear despite my love of psycho i think psycho is a great movie i'm Assuming you've seen Psycho, like yeah, everybody's seen Psycho yeah, almost. If you haven't seen Psycho, then go watch Psycho. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was I'm really surprised. Did they remake Psycho? They did, and it had, um, what's his face? The funny fella out of like Dodgeball and stuff. Um, Wedding Crashes, I can't think of his name. Uh, he's also in Cell Block 99, Brawling Cell Block uh, 99. Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, and he was. Not very good from what I remember. Yeah. It's almost like they tried to shoot this scene for scene. Right. But update this somewhat so like yeah. there's little changes. So like mm. this they're listening to a cassette tape player instead of records. Right, and okay. little things like that. <laughs> uh, but otherwise it was shot scene for scene. Yeah. Um. But no, Psycho 2 was great. Um it was one of the few examples, few cases of where the sequel was actually good. Like, not just tacked on. Like, people can say, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, you've know got loads of franchises where the sequels are good. Uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is really good. Yeah. yeah, but it's not as good as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the fucking Friday it's very 13th few cases movies. where the sequel surpasses the original. Yeah, or is even, like, close to being on a par. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the original tends to be great, and then the sequels are either bad or good. They're, yeah. There's a very thin line between, you know, them being exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. But no, psycho two, we knocked out of the park. It was I had no idea of the twists, no idea what was going on in terms of you know I followed the plot obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what the plot was doing. Um no idea in terms of who was actually the killer. They play it and you would assume that it's, you know, Norman Bates because he was the previous one. Basically he gets released they've fixed him he's no longer insane and he gets released but then you know some people at the hotel start getting murdered again and so like well naturally it's going to be norman bates character mm. but there's a lot of stuff pointing to where they couldn't possibly be him because she's just seen somebody upstairs but he's actually downstairs and all this is a real fuck of a movie like yeah. it's good so i was no was pleasantly surprised with that one yeah. um you seen anything of any note any worth i watched
0: um alien covenant finally All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah what do you think it's okay yeah Yeah. It's. they're definitely worse Alien sequels
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's not a terrible no it could, of, it, could be, it could be a
0: lot better definitely. it could
1: be Resurrection or yeah. yeah people shit all over Alien 3 by liking Alien really? 3 man yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a soft spot Alien 3
0: <laughs> I quite liked Alien Resurrection back in the day but going back to it now it, it hasn't really, aged yeah, well it's not really
1: <laughs> No, um, what do you think of the whole sort of um, one of the things that I picked up on was the female lead essentially in this. Yeah, she's very much. It's almost like they tried to copy um, the Ellen Ripley character yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. other Alien movies. This, it's almost she almost looks exactly it. like her. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was an intentional move or just.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ellen Ripley such a bankable character, and um, especially like obviously in the Alien franchise. So, I mean, trying to go back to that kind of makes sense, but, I mean, it's something we've already seen, so why would... I don't see the point in... Why they copy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the first Alien film only had the one alien, but that made it even scarier. It was just this one thing, and it was a really tense atmosphere t- to that film because it was just the one alien, and it was sort of crawling about the ship, and nobody knew what was going on, and... Which then, leads
1: back to my point about like the originals being the best, yeah. specifically like stuff with Alien and Predator. You don't know what it is, you're yeah. never yeah. really sure of what yeah. it is or yeah. where it is or what it does. Yeah. So the idea that this thing's creeping around, that's what is frightening about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The best thing about Covenant was Michael Fastbender's character. He's amazing he was in it. incredible. Fassbender in Yeah, definitely. Touche. But um the alien itself I feel like it wasn't the star of the show, Fassbender was
1: when it first started one of the first things I remember because I went to watch it in the cinema Mm -hmm. and one of the things I remember watching was like because when it starts and they're doing the whole deep space exploration they're on a mission Mm -hmm. to get to this new planet to colonise it and all this sort of stuff I remember just thinking this is a great fucking space movie yeah yeah, like the whole bacteria stuff that they start like Mm -hmm. um, bringing into it I remember thinking this is like an awesome sci-fi space movie it doesn't need to be an alien movie this could be a standalone like space movie Yeah, yeah so I'm not really sure obviously they were always intending to make it an alien movie but <clears throat> I'd like to see some more like weird space travel movies you know yeah definitely space.
0: but then don't advertise that as an alien film if you're yeah. not going to have the alien as a prominent character in it I mean they had those weird white alien aliens yeah like the alien the, the original
1: yeah. um, creation yeah. is this one kind of shows
0: how the alien was made originally doesn't it
1: yeah, this these are I believe the people that made if I remember I haven't watched Prometheus since it first came out, so yeah. whenever that was, and then gone into this. Um, but if I remember correctly, those people are responsible for making humans. Yeah. They're responsible for the human race essentially. Right. And Michael Fashbender's character in this is the one that basically creates the yeah, alien. He experiments later. On, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. To be honest, I didn't really want to see how the alien was made
1: yeah this that whole thing about you know you can know too much yeah yeah
0: definitely the, the whole appeal taking away the, taking away the mystery of the alien
1: I feel like is was a bad move yeah showing us its origins yeah we don't need the origins no uh, not that we don't need it it's an interesting aspect but the fear is there because we don't know where they come from Yeah. We don't yeah. that's part of the appeal yeah. is the whole it's the mystery of that mystery alien. of same with Predator um, we don't know anything about where Predator comes from no. and I think that's great if then the new Predator movie that they're making they try and give it a bit of an origin story and you know this is the home planet and all this sort of nonsense I think yeah. it give it naff yeah I hope they don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah I agree fuck that so we been playing anything good
0: I've played a shipload of um, Battle Chasers Night War
1: ah yes yeah you've played that as well I mean. Battle, Battle Chasers I quite enjoyed it. It's um, sort of a throwback for me, like we discussed before, sort of RPG stuff. Yeah, It's a throwback to Final Fantasy-esque, yeah, yeah, turn-based, yeah, yeah. and I quite enjoyed that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I thought it got a bit of a slog towards the end, because yeah. it gets to a point where like you really have to return and do dungeons yeah, yeah, yeah. on higher difficulties to level up to do yeah. the next dungeon on the simple difficulty, because you've got to get your characters up to be able to stand a chance. Yeah. So the whole rinse and repeat thing got a bit tedious for me. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the whole rinse and repeat. And I
0: building. don't mind it if this if you're grinding for a purpose. If yeah. you're um, like I mentioned previously, I'm a big fan of sort of Diablo three and stuff like that. You're grinding there to get better loot. Yeah. You get better loot to grind. You know, I like that whole cycle. <laughs> so I did enjoy battle chases a lot. I was going for the Platinum, but I've um, got to go through a whole <laughs> new, new game class okay. and I've got through, I'd say about a third, no two thirds of the new game class. That's what really I got. Yeah. But to one of the trophies is to um, complete the bet, the bestiary. Yes. But to do that you've got to fight clones of yourself. Right. Now there's six characters you can choose from to play through the game with. Um, and so on the first playthrough I chose my three characters went through the game leveled them up um, beat my clones myself you know complete that best theory, best theory entry but then obviously you've got to fight clones of your, right, your the other three sense. characters as well so I had to play through again with those and I feel like they're weaker characters and it's taken me longer to grind to get the levels up and it just became a bit of a ball ache, to be honest.
1: I trying to think which characters I stuck with um, I think I pretty much stuck with the ones you start off with. Okay. Because um, it's the girl yeah, <clears throat> who essentially
0: her bodyguard. Yeah, Gully Calibretto is the bodyguard. And the robot. Oh, sorry, the robot Calibretto. I can't remember the name of the bodyguard. Um, the, yeah, the little army guy with the yeah, black yeah. hair and
1: the sword. And yeah. I think I just stuck with those guys. Okay.
0: Yeah, I had... I think I completely swapped them out. I had the... Um, red moniker. I had... Actually, I had the robot, Calabretto and um, the ninja dude. Right, like, yeah. Like, the dude that looks like Looks like a ninja, looks like ninja. ninja dude, yeah.
1: You know the one. Yeah, yeah. Right guy. Yeah, I had a look at... Um, I thought about platinum in it, because obviously we've been on a bit of a platinum chase. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, a, a trophy chase. Yeah. Um, But I had trophy a look. Chess, you've, re- you've recently overtaken me on it. <laughs> I have. Basically, I been an Xbox butt boy for a number of years and didn't have a PlayStation 3 I think we mentioned this before in another episode but just in case we didn't Um, so yeah, I got a PlayStation and of course I've been doing my game whoring on PlayStation and I think we're coming up to two coming up to possibly three years now of having PlayStation Plus so three years of me having a PlayStation basically um, a PS4 and we were... Owen and aah in sort of battling it out to see who's going to get the 16 first yeah. and uh, I managed to claw my way in there <laughs> <laughs> sneaky bastard but it was so close for so long I think I was at yeah. 80 odd percent and you were like 94 percent and yeah. I was like ah oh, fuck it man he's going to get it first
0: I know. I think the trouble was I went back to playing Elder Scrolls online Yeah. and obviously any any MMO trying to get any trophies in it was just it's a, a fucking, fucking massive grind <laughs> and so but what I I'm really stupid when it comes to games like that because I'll I'll initially play them for ages like level up character like to not max but you know reasonably high and then I'll something else will come along I'll just start playing that then I'll go back to the game and think I can't remember how to play this so I'll just yeah I gotta stop. yeah I'll just for some fucking reason I'll delete my character instead of keeping it then <laughs> I'll have to play the game again on the new character and come back, back. Yeah, yeah I'll just fucking delete the character and just start fresh so I did that again with um, Elder Scrolls Online. And so one of the trophies is like level 50, I think I'm level 20-odd now. My previous character I fucking deleted was level 37. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just go back to that character, level that up to 50, get the trophy, and then maybe start again if I wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, bastard.
1: Yeah, I've been playing um, a lot of Doom multiplayer, which did is- To get those trophies. To, to get, get those trophies. <laughs> yeah basically i made a bit of a balls up um i got doom a physical copy of doom and it's been sat on my shelf for fucking ages mm-hmm. i haven't touched it i didn't do much of the multiplayer because i'm not big on multiplayer i don't mind jumping into stuff with people but like not many people are playing it that was on my friends list
0: yeah
1: so i didn't bother
0: and you did try and get me back into
1: it yeah i was trying to get especially because yeah so basically, I had a look on, they had a sale on recently on the PlayStation Store and uh, Doom was up. And it was, oh, now it now contains all the Season Pass yeah. content, the additional content, the three extra map packs. And I was like, oh, for eight ninety nine, pounds 99 bargain. Yeah. The Season Pass is like 15 quid. So, yeah. oh, fuck it, go on, I'll buy it for, just for the Season Pass. I'm saving money for buying the Season Pass. Saving money, yeah. yeah saving money. Yeah. But basically, they've just made all the content free and I've just bought a copy of Doom. I could have just put my fucking disc in and played it and yeah. saved nine quid. So yeah, I had like a trade in and I think CX will give me like a pound cash for it. It's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be making the most of playing uh, multiplayer Doom and uh, we're not doing too bad we do, we hold our own pretty well we usually end up on the the podium at the end there's like a podium where they have you know the top three scorers yeah. most games you know, every two out of three games I'm up there okay, I'd be lucky to be nine in the top ten to be honest it does depend a lot on the game type as well yeah. Um, but yeah we, we, we're not doing too bad we've managed to prestige or whatever they bloody call it up twice yeah. in the two weeks we've been playing it and we haven't been living on it so sort we'll of do an hour on it and yeah, then three yeah. matches or so and then I'm yeah. done yeah. but uh, there are several trophies there are silver trophies for unlocking certain armour types but you have to get to like fifth prestige and sixth prestige okay, yeah. before you unlock them yeah. so I'm sort of chipping away at that <laughs> hoping to sneak those fucking silver bastards out <laughs> just to keep the
0: lead up okay. just to keep the lead yeah yeah I recently picked up God of War oh The new one,
1: nice, good.
0: Oh my god, it's fantastic. It's um, I well, we we were speaking about this before we started recording, but um, I'd say that it's easily my favourite PlayStation exclusive game, beating Horizon, which was a game of the year last year. Um, Just because it takes elements of other PlayStation exclusives that have rated highly you know like The Last of Us, The Uncharted series, Horizon it takes elements from those and just combines it into this just incredibly um, immersive experience like for example it takes the storytelling of The Last of Us, it takes the exploration elements of um, Uncharted it takes like the combat and elements like that from Horizon and just blends it all into this incredible game that um, you don't need to have played the other God of War games to make any sense you know it's um, it's not a reboot per se it's more of a continuation of the story but it's in a different setting it's in a different environment it's almost like a different Kratos you know right but it's well worth picking up definitely and if you do try and avoid any spoilers before going into it because it's just mind blowing
1: yeah I've tried to sort of uh, usually, I'm all over games. Yeah. Um, one way or another, whether I can afford it or not, I either buy it on credit and then pay for it later, or you know, yeah, I'm yeah. terrible. I've got no self-control at all. <laughs> if it's remotely interesting, I've got to have it. Yeah. But now that I've got you know three kids and responsibilities, that I'm sort of trying to be a better man, <laughs> 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 trying to have some control. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I ended up cancelling my pre-order.
0: I thought you cancelled your pre-order so you could save money to go to this horror... Yeah, horror I, I ended up cancelling my <laughs>
1: pre-order so I'm going to um, HorrorCon uh, which is in about two weeks from when we record this podcast. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm trying to save money for that so the idea was I couldn't possibly afford to buy this game and also meet the lovely Barbara Crampton and, you know, talk to her and get her to sign pictures. I have heard which is... For those of you who are not familiar with Barbara Crampton she is... Uh, true American beauty, she's not aged a day since her early reanimator days but one of the things I've heard from other podcasts I listen to <coughs> is um, she's mostly known for her work in reanimator um, and in reanimator she spends a lot of the time without a top on no. and apparently one of the photos you can get assigned is her lying down on the operating table with her tits out and how cringe it is that you've got all these grown men <laughs> <laughs> walking up to her yeah, yeah. with these photos of her half naked asking her to <laughs> sign them for her. Her, <laughs> <laughs> top of top of so, her, but I think that's the photo I'd get her to sign <laughs> as well, I don't know what yeah, else yeah, I'd get yeah. her to do, yeah. but she's going to be there and so obviously I am very much looking forward to getting her to sign something, Yeah don't want to sound too stalkery I mean I'm not going to do anything weird I don't think I'm, not, I'm going to try and compose <laughs> you know myself the moment, exactly maybe she'll be blown away by my ro- roguish good looks and ask me to marry her and yeah, yeah. Well, I'll move to America and become super famous
0: yeah, for, for
1: being Barbara Crampton's younger toy boy
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah no Barbara Crampton's there Jeffrey Coombs um, Dario Argento. There's loads of cool people there. So I'm all, it's going to cost loads of money. There's going to be loads of shit I want to buy because yeah. it's a horror convention. Yeah. Mm. So I'm trying to save some money. So the idea was I cancelled my pre-order. I wasn't going to buy it. Mm. Then I got told I'm probably getting my bonus from work in this pay. Yeah. Uh, so I bought it anyway. But I haven't played it yet. It's, <laughs> I, I've installed it. Yeah. I was going to have it. I picked it up on Wednesday. Today is Friday. By the time I'd installed it, it was like half past nine. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Going to go to bed eventually, and if I get started, I'm going to want to have a good session yeah, on it yeah, to get into it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was poorly yesterday, I was very well, I had a bit of a cold. Yeah, But, you know, I'm manning up for this podcast.
0: That's the thing, I mean, I don't have a massive budget for games, and of the three games that have come up recently that I want to play um, Far Cry 5, Nino Kuni 2, and um, God of War, I've, I would have put, before I'd seen any footage or read any reviews and anything, I would have put God of War last on that list because, God of War, sorry, last on that list, because um, although I enjoyed the first three games, I didn't play any of the spin-off games, the first three were good, but they weren't sort of, you know, top ten material, they were like, okay, yeah, I enjoyed that, but I'm not going to clamour to go and buy the next one, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I saw some of the reviews, I saw some of the gameplay footage and the trailers and stuff like that. And, I mean, IGN gave it, what, a 10 out of 10? A 10 out of 10, yeah. They yeah. called it a masterpiece, and it's been getting sort of 10 out of 10 reviews across the board. And, I mean, although I'm not sort of one to jump on the hype train that much, looking at that, I mean, there has to be like, a good reason yeah. for that, you know?
1: It's not just one or two reviews at 10 yeah. and 10. Yeah. It's, across I think the, board. the lowest it scored is something like 9 out of 10, you yeah. know, 80-odd percent.
0: I mean, Metacritic is, like, the second... Highest rated game on there for the PlayStation Four, and the only thing that's beaten, it, I think, is Van Theft Auto Five. Right, and it's better, really better than The Last of Us. Than like these games are meant to be sort of iconic masterpieces. I- exactly. Like... Yeah.
1: <coughs> Whether that will change in time, obviously. Is... Yeah, more people that play it. We'll see. Yeah. I not I can't remember how much of the God of War franchise I played. I remember back in I think it was the PlayStation One days or PlayStation No PlayStation Two days. God of War. Yeah, yeah and uh, there was a puzzle in one of them where you had to knock a boulder down except my game glitched and like I couldn't get out of the room because I couldn't do the boulder so I meant yeah. I had to start again and I could not be fucking asked to start again <laughs> yeah. back on the memory card days yeah. and so I didn't bother and I don't think I played any after that just out of really? pure like what? fuck this shit <laughs> fucking bastards shit, but huh? I did play um <clears throat> On PlayStation Four, they released three. I think it is. It's like a yeah, HD yeah, remastered. remastered. I played that, and was all like, oh yeah, man, this is nice. Yeah, yeah. But again, um, I wasn't overly sold on the idea of the new one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I sort of. Yeah, it looks all right. I'll probably pick it up when it's cheap. Yeah, But yeah. the more I heard about it, and the more I saw of it, I was yeah, like, exactly. yeah, I got it.
0: I mean even the gameplay is completely different, I mean if you try and play this game like you would have got a board game back in the PS3 or PS2, you're not going to get very far you know, yeah. because they've completely rejigged how you, how the combat and, yeah exactly, it's incredible. I'm looking forward
1: to on the crowd. Er, mm. uh, anything else we should jump into books, uh, Steam King books.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the, the meat of the subject.
1: Okay, so back to this week's topic at hand. I think we've jibber-jabbered about nonsense for enough now. Um, So, Stephen King books. Basically, last episode, we sort of covered his movies. He gave you a lot of details about Stephen King, so we're not going to bother too much with all that fucking nonsense. We're just going to get into what we've kind of read, what we enjoyed, what we didn't like, and generally what we think of sort of his writing. Yeah. Um, Would you like to start? What was your... I think we covered your first book before as in like my favourite book oh. the, the first oh, the one you first
0: read, book, I I think I think oh yeah the first was. book I read was um, Pet Sematary I believe yeah back when I was about 12, 13 years old really enjoyed it I mean that's I think that's the book that sold me on Stephen King yeah
1: as an author Um, what's the first book you read I think um, the first one I read was probably Carrie um ok because like I mentioned before to start with in my younger days I wasn't much of a reader yeah so yeah. I think I picked up um, it used to be in like magazines you'd get like oh, join the sci-fi and horror book club and get like five books at 99 pence each and then you only have to buy another six at full retail price nice. and they, they had a th- three pack of um, Stephen King books one of them was Carrie Yeah. I think the other one was The Shining oh, okay. and I think the other one was Salem's Lot oh, nice. so the smaller of the three was Carrie so yeah. I started with Carrie <laughs> <That> sounds, <yeah. laughs> as you would <laughs> but um No, I remember being really... He was one of the first authors that I sort of come across where I enjoyed what he was writing.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the things I find really frustrating is people who turn around and say, oh, I don't like reading, it's boring. Mm. To me, that just means you haven't read anything that works for you. Yeah. You haven't read anything you like.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Like, for example, the lad in work I work with, he hasn't read a single book outside of school, the stuff they've made him read in school. Okay. He bought the Game of Thrones books because he's a massive Thrones fanboy. Started reading the first one, but it was too similar, so he gave up. Too similar to the series? Too similar. Uh, the first book, have you read any of the Thrones books? I have not, no. The Thrones book, the first book, and the first series are very, like, outside of a couple of things that are said somewhat differently mm-hmm. and a couple of characters are sort of perceived differently. Yeah. It's almost, um, you know, it's, it's very well stuck to, it's very yeah. closely followed. Okay. So but I can I understand, understand th- his point, but. The other books, then, there's a lot more going on. Yeah, but he's just giving up. He's, he's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it's because you know well, he's not interested in reading; it's boring. Right. But to me, that just means he hasn't found anything that he gets on with. Because for me, there was certain. It took me a long time to find anybody that like really struck a chord. Yeah, Stephen yeah. King's one of those people that do for me struck a chord. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's not to say I think everything he writes is golden. Mm. Um, I think those first few early novels like you said Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. Shining Carrie Salem's Lot yeah those are like his golden eggs those yeah. are like yeah fucking classics yeah there's some stuff after that that are good and then his later stuff I tend to feel he's got a very um he's got good concepts he's got like really interesting yeah, yeah. ideas yeah definitely but doesn't necessarily transfer them well enough for me okay um, this, like for an example, um, Insomnia was one of the ones that it sounded quite interesting. Yeah. And um, it's a bit of a lumber. Is that one of his later ones? It's one of his later ones, yeah. Um, insomnia is basically there's this old fella who suffers from insomnia and he's getting really tired and really poorly. But it gets to a point where, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, it's a long time since I read it, you get so tired that actually you sort of. Switch into um, you can control time a little bit a if I can remember. If I let like, I no doubt I'm fucking way off course, but basically, you can see people and like how that's it. You can see how people are feeling. They've got like essentially everybody's got like a string, mm. um, like this very fine, sort of spider webby type thing floating above your head, right. And you give off auras, these yeah. colours, and based on these colours, you can tell what people are thinking, what they really mean. You know, so yeah. when you ask them a question, they say something, and you. But there's this other weird lurking character that comes around and it snips people's cords. Well, once your cord is snipped, mm-hmm. your time is limited. You're going to die. And they're trying to stop the guy, and there's all these other things going on and various other characters. Yeah. And the the premise was really interesting, but like I found it quite a slog to sort of get through. It really yeah, didn't yeah. like in with you Gel with me yeah yeah. and there's a couple of other ones that he's written where the idea and the build up is really good
0: Mm.
1: but it just sort of falls flat it doesn't quite he gets branded as um, like this horror writer he'll scare you to death yeah but like his concepts are really scary but like he doesn't necessarily always execute it yeah yeah to be as scary yeah you know I, mean. okay. I don't know if that's the same sort of um, vibe you got from some of his stuff yeah
0: definitely but i've not read anything he's written since 2003 that's not to say i've not read anything of his since 2003 yeah. but anything, anything new he's since... released yeah exactly yeah so the last thing he released i've read was 2003. Um, which one was that i th- think it might have been the girl who loved tom gordon
1: right that's like a little short novella one yeah, it? Well, yeah I, think he I
0: think i like, borrowed that from you actually um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty good yeah
1: it's right for a little short one
0: yeah, yeah yeah let me just double check my facts actually because <laughs> <So.
1: laughs> um yeah he's read what is it 50 plus books yeah
0: yeah, yeah i think
1: yeah. at the time i made notes which was several weeks ago now it was down on wikipedia because that's where we get all our information from yeah. um because we're lazy a reputable resource yeah uh, said he'd written 54, but I think Dave, when he had a look today, said he's written 59, which oh. wouldn't surprise me if he's done another five books in the last couple of weeks.
0: I should qualify that I'm very tired <laughs> and uh, I'm very likely to be wrong about all of my facts ever. 56?
1: <laughs> 56. 56. Yeah. There we are, 56. Not 54, whatever I said, <laughs> 59.
0: Fifty six. Yeah. So there
1: we are, in the last month he's written an additional two books. Yeah. It's A bit not bit bad going. Yeah. 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 Fucking tuning them out. Actually, no, the last book
0: that he released, that I read, was
1: 2004. Oh, 2003.
0: And One uh, year right out. Again, fucking on. And it was uh, The Dark Tower.
1: Ah, the final Dark Tower book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon came out in 1999. Ah, uh, but you read in about 2003 or and Night 2008 like, alright like oh, alright yeah <laughs> 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 so the girl who loved Tom Gordon you read that last that was the last Stephen King book you read yeah
0: no the last <laughs> Stephen King book I read fucking <laughs> 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 okay, hell no, um, no we, the last book I read by Stephen King was I reread it again but um
1: was that in build-up to the movie, or was it just a while back?
0: In just a while back, man. Um, but the last thing he released that I read was the Dark Tower, the, the final Dark Tower. Tower. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, I've not read any of the most recent Stephen King works. Books. Yeah,
1: I think I've sort of stayed up to date, pretty well. I think the last yeah. thing he's the last couple of things he's released Like,
0: were you reading his books in chronological order because you you picked up a job lot didn't
1: you yeah I picked up a job lot of it must be 20 something 30 almost hardcovers of various titles Um, so I got shot of all my paperbacks because I'm a fucking snob yeah (laughs) filthy fucking paperbacks you Mm. get spent spines and stuff fuck that I want my nice shiny hardcovers with pretty dust jackets sitting on my shelf making me look smart (laughs) people walk in oh you read all these books well (laughs) most of them Mm. I'm making my way through them Um, but yeah no I tend to just sort of pick up um, ones that tend to be more um, more of his popular ones you know I've got a lot there and it's like okay I really want to read um, Shawshank Redemption which is part of different seasons so we'll read different seasons yeah, yeah. and we're sort of just picking and choosing at the moment mm. but whenever he releases a new one I tend to pick it up as well yeah. and jump straight into that okay. I'm not sort of following any yeah, yeah. particular timeline so we've kept up to date pretty well with his newer releases we're still catching up with some of his back stuff yeah. because um, I think the last one he'd released was Sleeping Beauties yeah, which yeah. is one that he's written with his son Owen King yeah um, that was pretty good. But again, the concept was kind of really interesting, but it lost it a bit for me. Do you feel the influence of the sun in the writing there, or um, I haven't read any of Owen King's other stuff to really be able to tell where it, yeah. you know, whether he's got yeah, where, yeah. the specific Owen King. Like there are a number of people out there that could read it and tell you. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm. I read quite a lot of stuff, but I have a tendency to, I read what I'm reading, or once I've finished it and I start the next book, I've almost completely forgot about it. Yeah. People can ask me about, oh, what do you think of this, you read it last week, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Who's, the, who's, who's the main guy again? Yeah, I am exactly what's, the what's, same what's this is. guy's name? Yeah, yeah. Um, enjoy,
0: it at, enjoy it at the time, yeah. but then I want to...
1: invested way. at the time, but yeah. once it's done done and yeah. it's either good or bad if it's yeah. bad it goes in the charity shop pile, if it's good it goes back on the shelf That's good and uh, you know I might come back to read it yeah. there's this whole thing about you know I keep getting bit fat because i got all these books and you know oh, why do you need all these books you're never going to read them again and it's like why am I these are the ones I like you know yeah. I'm filtering out all the shit <laughs> all the shit ones have gone yeah. I'm leaving you with a library of amazing books yeah. uh, yeah. in my opinion in my opinion <laughs> yeah you probably read them <laughs> I fucking hate them yeah. <laughs> um, but no Sleeping Beauties was uh, quite an interesting take um, basically all the women around the world if they fall asleep end up developing these sort of cocoons on their face and they go into like a deep sleep and if you disturb the cocoons they wake up in a rage and like murder people um, family members you know, all sorts but there was loads of really cool elements to it like um, the women with children for example young children that couldn't look after themselves once they'd like Get the cocoon on their face and mm-hmm. essentially be entered into this trance state. Yeah. They would actively go and find another member of the public to leave their child their child with. Okay. So you yeah. know they walk outside and the next little neighbours like mowing the lawn and they just drop the kid on the floor in front of him and walk off. Right. And like I thought that was really cool. That it wasn't just you know the kids being there, you know yeah. that was an interesting um, concept because it alludes to there's some control it force you with regards to this yeah. cocoons and whatnot. Yeah. But they sort of once they go into the cocoons, they jump into this alternative reality, this different time and space. Right. And that for me is where it really like fumbled and lost it. Yeah. Um, I just it completely lost my interest. It wasn't it's essentially supposed to Steam King is renowned for writing horror and you know but he's sort of introduced this sci-fi timeline yeah. I say timeline he's introduced this fucking hocus pocus that's not fucking scary it's weird Right. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: and it didn't really work for me whenever he does anything like that in his books and introduces like this bizarre oh yeah we'll just do this woo <laughs> and am are like oh what the fuck man you're writing about I don't know werewolves or fucking vampires and now there's like an alternative dimension where yeah. like vampires live and it's just all like ah oh, keeping I mean that's his writing style and those are the things he does with numerous books and if I hate it that much then I should stop reading him yeah. but it's these are the things that I was like saying before about like there's certain things that he does that like don't really work for me yeah yeah but overall he obviously does because I've read fucking 30 plus books yeah, of his yeah, by yeah. now and yeah. I've still got a couple more to get through yeah is there anything of his in particular you've read that you really couldn't get on with ah uh.
0: I had like a an omnibus given to me, and I think it was Firestarter and um, Eyes of the Dragon. Yes. And I didn't really get on with either of them. Like I didn't finish Firestarter. I I can't remember why now. I think I just lost interest. Lost interest in it completely. Yeah. And Eyes of the Dragon, I managed to get through it, but it's not one of his
1: best works, I'd say. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I haven't read Firestar. Uh, Rise of the Dragon is one of those. Um, it, it's just, if you've got an hour or two to kill, it, yeah, there's yeah. nothing like. Nothing spectacular. Spectacular, the stories, but the storyline's yeah. like, meh, yeah. nothing
0: really. I mean, he, he completely went off on a different um, different track, Rise of the Dragon, because it's a fantasy book essentially. It's not like a yeah. horror book. There's like good versus evil, you know, but it's not a a typical Stephen King book by any, by any means he does have characters and like he's set in Delane isn't it yes yeah, so he's set in set sort set of part of uh, the Dark Tower, Dark Tower, Dark Tower series, yeah, series. random flag is the main yeah. antagonist and he's obviously like the Man in Black from the Dark Tower series and I think he was also in a couple he's the main antagonist in um, in the Stand, stand. Right?
1: yeah I, I think I'm not sure there's for those people who are interested to have a look online in links there are numerous links to various Stephen yeah. king books i think there's something in salem's law as well with somebody else's link, but it's been on such a long time since i read it i'm entirely yeah, yeah, totally yeah. sure who it is
0: yeah but it, um yeah he's the dragon it's not it's not his best work and like you said if you got an hour skill i mean, is,
1: is it worth a read would you say unless you're a die-hard fan i wouldn't wouldn't say it's one of his ones to pick up no. um uh, like I mentioned earlier I think his earlier stuff is definitely his better stuff Yeah. Um, I think he has he's obviously got a writing um, pattern he's obviously got something set up where you know he gets up in the morning he has his breakfast <laughs> goes for a tom tit and decides right I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this much yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and whether or not we see half of the stuff that he writes or not but I think when he gets pushed for, oh, you know, we need to get another book out, or oh, he's got something, he yeah. does, he hands over these things that are sort of, they're going to sell because he's such a big yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. There, there are a number of books that I think, you know, they would sit on a shelf if it was somebody that wasn't as popular. Yeah, they would, there's no way they would get like mm. half as much. Um, traction, traction yeah, yeah because it's a Stephen King book you yeah, slap yeah. his name on it yeah. and it sells it. Yeah. Um, so for example like I said yeah um, Ice of the Dragon is one that I also didn't really it's almost like it's a like a teen fiction fairy tale yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. it's not and I've got a thing against I know like I keep going on about he's a horror writer and I'm all for him writing other stuff oh yeah branch out by all means but it's not that's not my issue it's the it's not necessarily done as well as I would like or expect. Yeah, I think the main as far thing as fancy
0: goes, I mean, there's much better fancy out there as well. I yeah. mean, it's obviously it's a Stephen King book, but it's not something he's used to writing. It's not, and there are better Stephen King books and there's better fancy books, you know.
1: Yeah, I think for those of you who haven't read any Stephen King books, have a look at what he's written. In terms of their release date and really start with the early stuff. Yeah. So, for example, if you're going to recommend three books, what would your three recommendations yeah. be? Obviously, it. I'd recommend. Um, Do you not think it is a bit of a slog?
0: It is a. It is a tome, like definitely, but. Um, it's fucking huge. I think the payoff is just worth it. Worth it for that, you know. I mean, yeah, there are sections that drag on a little bit, but, I mean. It's just such a good story and such a, a well thought out story. I mean, there are clearly bits where he's just off on a tangent you know, <laughs> and there's some weird sections in it. But um,
1: it's again, the concept for it is what really yeah, sells it. The concept, I mean, yeah, the concept exactly, is yeah. fucking genius. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, yeah, back to three books. So, it I'd recommend. Um, I really
1: enjoyed The Dark Half. Right. I think that's one of my favourites. I remember reading The Dark Half and really. Again, it was one of the first ones I read when I started getting back into reading. I remember there being. There was one part in particular that I remember and it really annoyed me. And it might have just been that I was, you know, a bit of a fucking douche because I'd only just started reading books. Yeah. There's a bit where he's talking about a table. Yeah. And I sort of over exaggerated when people were asking me about it, about how, oh, he spends like three pages describing a fucking table. Ugh. Yeah. Which. Maybe true or may not be true, but for me, yeah, it could be true. true. It's not, you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility for him to describe a fancy table in three pages. Definitely, but it's not one of the ones that I distinctly remember really enjoying. They were part the again concept. Concept is fucking genius, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because the the dark half is his book after he got caught out as right then and the backman exactly yeah, so. Again, I'm sure we covered in the last episode. Just in case we didn't, uh, Stephen King penned seven or eight books under the pseudonym Richard Bachman. When he got found out, he killed off Bachman, and um, basically wrote the Dark Half, yeah. which is
0: a story about a writer who has a who writes under a pseudonym, but then he gets caught out, and um, he publicly sort of kills the pseudonym. So he gets a reporter there with like a film crew or whatever. To record him sort of burying, like in the act of burying somebody, this pseudonym he writes under. And then the pseudonym comes to life, starts killing people. Just a good story, you know? A good spooky ghost story. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, totally. A lot of intrigue, or a lot of mystery. Good stuff. And for my next one, I'd either recommend Pet Cemetery or Stand. I'm not sure which I'm not honest. sure which uh, they tied off I mean the stand
1: is another tome, isn't it it's another big one like. yeah the stand is another one that I remember like I remember buying it I bought a copy of it paperback and it's yeah. like a fucking brick yeah it is and I bought it from Waterstones in Bristol I went to Cripps Causeway for a day out yeah and I was like well I'm not going home without buying anything I drove yeah. all the way fucking here I'm yeah. buying something I went in there and they had the stand and yeah. it was fucking huge and I was yeah. like yep I'm going to read that next yeah I took it to the till and the guy was all like, wow, man, you're going to read this? And I was like, yeah. he's like, take my hat off, I wouldn't fucking touch it. Look at the size of it.
0: You're working water yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> your job is to sell books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surely so by, you know... <laughs> you must read some, even yeah, if yeah. they're big books. Surely <laughs> you have to, like... Sure you know. you
0: can't discount a book on the size.
1: Branch out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I remember thinking, Ugh, yeah, I'm totally going to read it. No, 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 no. Badass reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking book badass. Yeah. But again, I remember... The concept being great, I remember being really into it. Yeah. Really spending a lot of time reading it. Like, usually I'm a very like short attention span reader. I'll read maybe ten, fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: In the day when I'm going for poo, I'll go to the toilet and take my book. That's yeah. one of my hobbies. It's one of my things to do. It's no, like my no
0: pastime. It's it's an actual hobby. Actual hobby, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, maybe maybe I'll start doing you know. Uh, set up an Instagram account for like going for a shit and reading my book and take pictures of you know in the Reese's, toilet with Reese's my book <laughs> Reese's Poo blog yeah um, but yeah no um, and then like if I get a chance to read in work I'll read a bit and I usually read a bit before bed otherwise I'm usually playing games and watching TV
0: yeah
1: but I distinctly remember with the stand setting time aside to read it yeah yeah because I was really into it but I remember I. Don't remember exactly what it was about the end, but I remember there was something in the end that I was just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" he's fumbled and dropped the ball. Yeah, and no, I know,
0: I know what you mean. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking the same thing. Um, I bought it because I was working away at the time. I was in a hotel for like a week, so buy a book, you know, buy a big book, big, get book. me through the week, Doc, you know. I think I'd read it like I pretty much nearly finished it by the end of the week, like just you know eat, go back to my hotel, and just read, read. until sleep. Yeah. But um,
1: but you enjoyed it? Did I?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did absolutely enjoy it. Um, and I'd recommend Pet Cemetery as well, because that's another, it's not so much of a tome as The Stand is, but it's just a great story again.
1: So out of those three, which would if you have, if somebody's never read a Stephen King book before, which ones you recommend they start with? Out of those oh, three picks.
0: Out of the three, yeah, probably but, um, Pet Sematary.
1: I mean, it's the it's the book that sold me on Stephen King. And, yeah, again, I think Pet Sematary is one of his. It's one of his earlier works. It's definitely one of his better. It's one yeah. of his standout works. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's also knowing near the size of the stand. Yeah. Because exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean,
0: like a book of that size can sort of put you off as well. Yeah. Especially like if you're not sold in the first couple of chapters and you've got like another hundred odd chapters to
1: go. I think a bit, bit gonna... of solid advice is tackle some of his smaller stuff before you try hitting the big stuff.
0: But then there is smaller stuff. That's naff. Yeah, exactly. Like for example I like thinner I didn't think was that good. I mean, that's quite a small one. Yeah, I think, I think one that's one of the, one. Of the back one ones as yeah. well, isn't it? Um, the good of Tom Gordon's okay, but it's, I don't think it's... Again, it's sort of a filler. I don't think it's that not, one, yeah. yeah. It's,
1: there's nothing... It's not groundbreaking. It's not yeah, going to stick with like you. Cheering gum for the brain, something. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, like I said, i have a look at his earlier stuff. Like, for me personally, I think the whole reason I read Stephen King books are because those early ones are so fucking good. Yeah. Stuff like Carrie, mm. Salem's Lot, Pet Sematary, yeah. Shining,
0: yeah.
1: and those are all manageable sizes. By the way, they're not fucking so eight hundred plus three, Then, what would your top three be? Top three would probably be um, Shining. Would definitely be in there, mm. um, but it's even if you've seen the film. Read the book.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I've not read it, and I really need to. It's re- its a fucking fantastic ghost story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think the film quite conveys that enough. I think the film focuses more on Jack Torrance going fucking batshit yeah. crazy, rather than what's making him batshit crazy and all the spooky shit that's going on in the yeah. hotel. But I think The Shining is fucking great. Definitely, one to start with. Um, unless you know you want to read something that you haven't seen in which case I'd probably suggest Salem's Lot although Salem's Lot has been turned into a movie yeah, um, it's pretty fucking hard to come by because it's quite long I think, I think it's the best part of almost fucking two and a half hours was um, there a mini series Salem's Lot? I think possibly they turned into a mini series as well um, but yeah Salem's Lot is like a really interesting vampire story it's a really interesting take on it um, I don't know but yeah Again, we're talking years ago, I read it. Yeah. I can count the books that I've reread on four fingers. It's <laughs> not a lot. Four, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Salem's Lot is one that I want to go back and have another read of. I really yeah. enjoyed Salem's Lot. I'm probably, for my third pick, I'm going to go with Needful Things. Oh, nice. I, it's one of the ones I've only read recently. Yeah. Um, and it's like I said, it was part of the job lot. Yeah, yeah. they've made a movie of they've done this. There's obviously a bit of intro, a bit of buzz behind it. We'll read Needful Things. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it again. Really simple, basic yeah. premise. Yeah. But a really good one. A really but good. really effective. And the whole, um, basically, the uh, Needful Things. There's a shop that opens up in town called Needful Things where whatever your heart desires, this shop sells it. Doesn't matter whether you know that you want this thing or not, when you go in there, when you see it, you know what it is yeah, that Rick yeah. like Morty did an episode about it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd give away the ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So second thoughts, maybe don't waste your time reading it. Yeah, just watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, I'm, I remember reading it and like being really interested and really invested. I really wanted to see where he was going because it's not it's focused on the town, so there are a lot of um characters in the book you're not focused on any you focus on the the shop seller as a regular but there are a lot of people coming in the shop and you see them finding what it is that they their heart desires and the effects it has on their life yeah and the knock-on effect it has then on the town yeah but it's because you have so many people going to the shop, it's not focused on any one person. Yeah. It's essentially. affecting the, the, the main overall story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you've got all these knock-on things affecting the main overall story, affecting the town. Yeah, I think it did a really good job with it. It's one yeah. of those things that I find it really difficult. Like I said, I read a lot, but it doesn't mean I'm smart or that you know I can appreciate good writing. <laughs> um, I find it really difficult when there are a lot of different characters in a book to like remember who's who. Sometimes, yeah. like I really like, which one's this guy? Yeah. Um, unless you know I'm sat there reading it from cover to cover which is very rare yeah but yeah I managed to keep on top of sort of all these characters and what they were doing and how they were you know interacting and so on and so forth which I think is a good testament to his writing yeah definitely Um, but yeah there we are I think if I was to have to pick three it'd be Needful Things The Shining and Salem's Lot nice good picks definitely if there was one you had to pick Mm. that you would uh, Wholeheartedly recommend nobody ever reads. <laughs> the, nobody touches. Um, I'd have to go back to the Dragon to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Just because, again, it's just not a good of a a read. You know?
1: Did you read from a Buick Eight?
0: No, no.
1: I really, no, no, no. really struggled. I, well, I say really struggled. I uh, I smashed it because I'd set myself every now and again because like, basically I'm bored I live in the middle of nowhere and I have no friends that live near me so I don't do a lot I don't go anywhere I come home from work I sit in my house I go to bed I go to work if I'm away with work I go to the bar I have my tea I go up to my room Yeah. so I watch a lot of movies I tend to read quite a bit mm-hmm. so yeah every once in a while I set myself like a challenge of like oh, I'm going to make a dent in this mountain of fucking books I've got and I'm going to try and read x amount of books yeah. in a year and so from a Gate was one of those ones where it was part of the challenge yeah um i'd read christine and i knew a couple of people who had read it and said like christine was the one they struggled with christine is the oh, one they gave christine. up on i quite enjoyed christine it wasn't yeah. done again i don't think it's one of his better works no, it's on my feet. It's, it's, i wouldn't put it in the top five but i enjoyed it it's it's a again interesting idea yeah um I like the fact that there's not a lot of explanation gone into why the car is sort of sentient and
0: Isn't
1: it possessed by, and shit? The, by the soul of the owner? Uh,
0: his, not... he was like... He sold him the car. Uh, the main character. Bought a car from this guy. And um, seemed like a nice enough guy. Bought a car from him. But then he finds out that the guy was like
1: quite the, a, a douchebag. Yeah, the guy's brother... The guy that's in the car is the guy that owned the car's brother. Right. Uh, but that's okay, but yeah. the daughter yeah, yeah. dies in the car. Yeah. And uh, the his wife kills herself at, in the car the later. Car. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all because the car's jealous. Yeah. Type of thing. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't really get to the. The car's already evil. Right. It, it doesn't is. quite. Well, sort of yeah. The guy who owned it who owned previously. It previously. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's sort of it's already got this mind but of its yeah, own. I believe. I might be wrong, but yeah. And I thought that was quite an interesting idea, The are not explaining it and it just being because I mean, if you try and explain this car is alive, yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of explaining to yeah, do so yeah, I think, you yeah. know, ignoring that yeah. is a good move. Oh yeah, definitely,
0: yeah.
1: But I think it's a story you can only tell once. Yeah. Like Christine worked, I enjoyed Christine, yeah. alright, again, like you, I wouldn't rank her as one of his better books, no. but it's, it's good enough, it's enjoyable, yeah, it's, it's really, Stephen one, King.
0: Yeah.
1: But from a Buick Gate, it's another car? Right, It's another essentially possessed, sentient, evil being. Okay. But it's at the police station. They found this car abandoned somewhere. Yeah. I think, and they've, like, taken it in. And again, it's like an old Ford this time instead of an old Buick or whatever the fuck it was. Mm -hmm. But, like, weird shit has happened. People get eaten by the car. They disappear and all this sort of stuff. So they've kept it locked in this shed. But this guy... This kid is starting to work at the police station and becomes a cop and he's interested in the cars. So they're all telling tales about this right. fucking evil car. Yeah. And it just didn't work as well. Yeah. I find it really sort of dull and the idea that there are two evil cars was just fucking too much. Yeah. Too yeah. many evil cars. Yeah. One evil cars, enough evil cars.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Yeah. yeah, from a Buick is my stay away from unless you like die hard.
0: Have you read any of his short story books?
1: Uh yeah, read quite a few. Um, you've got well nightmares and Dreamscapes. Yeah, read that one. Braveheart uh, um, really shifters. Yeah, Braveheart Shifts a good one. Some of his newer ones are not too bad either. Yeah. Um, the Bazaar of Bad Dreams had a couple of interesting yeah stories in. I mean,
0: I I struggle with short story books. I think there's only two that I've ever really stuck with and sort of gone back to and reread some of the stories. Neither of them Stephen King. Like, I think one of them was uh, Books of Blood, the five series. Yeah. I think they're great and um, I had like an omnibus of uh, HP Lovecraft to it. alright yeah and they're obviously awesome but like short stories in general I, d- I just don't really get on that
1: short stories are almost they're, they're quite uh, tricky they have to be very um, interesting from the yeah. Get-go yeah, because because get go because there's not a lot
0: invested of... in such a short space yeah. of time
1: you, you've literally got a window of maybe an hour or so yeah. to get invested in the situation and the characters and yeah. be engrossed and if it fails to do that from almost the get-go out yeah. of the box yeah. you yeah. sort of before you've even had chance to sort of absorb it and get anywhere with it yeah, it's, it's ended yeah, yeah, Um, I think he's yeah I think steam King short stories he's got several that are very good and several that are sort of meh yeah, yeah. I mean over the years I've read enough stuff that is shit that is like part of the best sellers list Yeah, yeah. that even Stephen King at his worst is better than some of these people at their best yeah, yeah, yeah. so I've got I have got a lot of time for Stephen King stuff um, which may be why I'm somewhat more forgiving with yeah, it. it's yeah, not yeah. so good stuff
0: yeah definitely you've got such a large body of work that like he's one of the first authors where I read a book of his and then thought I can immediately go to another one. Yeah. And another one and another one I can just keep on going, whereas it's not a book I I picked up, read, enjoyed, but then there's nothing else out there for me to read from this guy, you know, so
1: Yeah, I I think I know a similar sort of thing where he was one of the first he was one of the first people that I read that really clicked. Yeah, yeah obviously you know there's stuff in school that they make you read and <clears throat> I think this is one of the problems with the schools and, you know we won't get into it too much but basically there's this syllabus of what kids can and can't read and yeah. basically if it's not of interest to them you can't expect them to be interested in it yeah, yeah. You've, you've really got to like for me the only saving grace that I because I now read stuff is because I come across stuff that I actually gave a chance to yeah, yeah. and they were one or two things that really clicked mm. so Stephen King his earlier stuff really hit home yeah. which led me to read loads of other people that he's you know I know you're a big fan of Clive Barker's stuff yeah yeah. the stuff I've read is a bit hit and miss Okay. Um, yeah
0: I think in general Clive Barker's stuff is a bit hit and miss but then I think I read some of the better
1: stuff first that really sort of got yeah, me interested yeah I think in when it, I started it. I read Hellbound Heart which yeah. is great yeah yeah then after that, I read um, Mr. Be Gone, because that okay, was yeah. one of his, that was the new out at the time. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't overly fussed on that. I think, I, I think the same with Stephen King. If you go back to some of his earlier stuff, Samuel. Yeah. It's like the Books of Blood you mentioned. I haven't yeah. read that, but they're supposed to be really good. Yeah, they are amazing, yeah. Um, so it's kind of put me off, because I've read more stuff by him that I haven't been impressed by. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. And there's that whole tagline of like, oh, he's the new Stephen King. Yeah. That was out years yeah, ago yeah, before, yeah. like he gave up on writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I expected a lot. I think, and like I said, I'd seen the Hellraiser before. I'd read Hellbound Heart. Yeah. So I already knew what was coming and what to expect. Yeah. But I think I had this level of like everything is going to be
0: mm. that. that good. Yeah, yeah, that good. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I think the. the I think
0: the, Hellbound Heart is definitely is a peak point for Clive Barker, but I mean again, go back to the area uh, stuff, like, um, I can't remember what it's called, like, Cabal's really good. Or, oh, like, Breed, I can't remember that. One of them's the film, one's the book. Yeah, I think nightbreed R- the, Breed's the a film. film. Yeah, yeah, so, Rick Cabal, that's pretty good. He's not as prolific a writer as Stephen King. And, um, like, any author is gonna have popular stuff and not-so-popular yeah. stuff. And, you know, Clive Barker, he did write some great books, but, again, you have to go back to the the earliest I've liked, Weave Road, Cabal, Damnation
1: Game, Carbon Heart, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I think there's certain, Stephen King is one of them, and there's certain authors that I've read that really, like, had an impact, really, like, this is why I should read these people. They clicked. Yeah. So I think Stephen King's one of those, which is why I'll always, like, pick up something by him yeah. and read it. Coming from a house where everybody was reading and you had lots of books around did you find like you would like discuss books a lot and sort of recommend stuff because coming from somebody who um my parents book library if you will consisted of several james herbert vets in a spin vet in a bind vet in a fucking whatever I books i think yeah. it's james herbert james herbert's not horror, thing. horror yeah, yeah, yeah james something some fucking vet we wrote some fucking stories that were funny about yeah. being a vet. There were yes. a couple of those, yeah. and my dad used to read quite a few westerns. Right. Okay. But that was it. And like, yeah. we never like talked books. There was never a massive yeah, I mean, amount of books about.
0: Weirdly, we didn't discuss books all that much. Um, my mother was always reading sort of Miss Marple and you know all that Agatha Christie stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My dad would read pretty much anything, but um, yeah, we didn't really talk about them that much going back to James Herbert actually um, he, he's another author that I, I we had quite a few books of his and I really enjoyed
1: um, one's called The Dark you read that I think James Herbert wrote Rats didn't he he did yeah, <coughs> yeah No, Rats is the only one I read I picked it up recently just it was in the works for like two quid and I was like I've oh, read quite a lot about this guy Yeah. I'll pick it up and I enjoyed it it was obviously it's dated a bit because it's set in like 1980s yeah, yeah. London yeah yeah <coughs> But basically, giant rats coming and killing people and trying to like sort it out. And yeah, yeah, man, I fucking yeah. was yeah. well yeah. into it. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'll keep an eye out for some of his other stuff. Yeah, Um on a bit of a book buying ban at the moment. <laughs> yeah, the yeah.
0: yeah the dark is really good, man. It's essentially like the fog, you yeah, know. Oh, cool. Darkness. Nice. Yeah, yeah. man, I have good. to check that out. And I've read one. Break my book buying ban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He wrote a really good um, haunted house story as well. I can't remember it's called now.
1: There seems to be a lot of, like, good buzz about him. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. I I sort of... The way I bounce back and forth between books is really odd. Um, like, I used to read a lot of horror stuff. So, like, when I say horror stuff, it was Stephen King. And, like, you know, if something had a spooky title and it looked good, I'd sort of pick it up and yeah. read it. Um, but then, like, we come across um, this fop used to be in Cardiff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they used to have loads of stuff in it, dirt cheap. Yeah. And I started buying sort of movie books. I bought The Godfather. Okay. Um, I bought Train Spotting. i rather Godfather, that's really good. I fucking love Godfather. It's yeah, one yeah. of my favourite movies and one of my favourite books. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, um Train Spotting which put me onto Irvine Welsh, which yeah. was another one that just fucking clicked. Yeah. Um I do you read any of Irvine Welsh stuff?
0: Um I've got a book of his. I never really got into it to be honest. Um The Bedroom Secrets of the Master Chef. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not one of his better ones. Yeah. Um again, that's a bit of a fucking weird one. In fact, that's probably one of his worst ones. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's the uh, Irvine Welsh, for those of you unfamiliar with him, he's like a fiction writer, famous for writing train spotting. Um the Bedroom Secrets of the Master Chef is Essentially, there's these two guys that like fucking hate each other. But one's a good guy and the other's like a bad guy. And the one does loads of drugs and drink. But like he somehow places this weird fucking curse on the good guy, so that all the drinking drugs that he's doing affect like he gets the buzz from it, but the hangover and all that the other guy gets. Right. Okay. So like he starts eating all this junk food and stuff, and the other guy starts getting fat. He goes out on the weekend on a piss, he goes out on a piss on a Sunday night, does like fucking several lines of Coke and like drinks a litre of whiskey and the guy that he's working with can barely fucking stand the next day, but he feels fine. Yeah. And the whole concept was a bit weird and a bit sort of out of his usual sort of type of writing. Yeah. But um yeah. It's not one of his better ones. Yeah. I really struggled when I first started reading Train Spotting because he writes in like the Scottish lingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what the f- fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> but no his stuff really clicked um, so yeah there's certain authors going back to the we side fucking ages ago there's certain authors for me that really clicked yeah
0: um, There are certain books by authors that I've read that I really loved but i have not really checked out any other works right like um The Black Dahlia by like James Elroy right that's a fantastic book but I've not read anything else by him yeah the same with um American Psycho, uh, Brett Snellis.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made a mistake of checking out his other stuff. Really? Nah, it's not good. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think American Psycho, it ticked all the boxes for me, because it covers the sort of horror, murder, angle, yeah, yeah. it was really good. Which his other stuff is all, um, I think we've read less than zero, um, what's the other ones? I think we've read four or five in total. Okay. They just—they're not in the same vein as American yeah. Psycho. Yeah. They're all very much about being cool and doing drugs. And yeah, it wasn't for me. Like okay. it, it yeah. didn't didn't work as well. So I don't think you're missing out much there. Oh,
0: okay, that's fair enough. Um, and William Peter Blatty's Exorcist. Yes, I, I didn't know.
1: even realise he'd written anything else. Did he not? Uh, I don't know. But
0: that's the last thing I've not checked on so, anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's a good point. Like the Exorcist is a fucking phenomenal book. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, no, it would make sense to check if he'd written anything else. So, are you familiar with any of Steve King's other son's work, Joe Hill?
0: Which one wrote or had something to do with lock and key? That would be Joe Hill. Yeah, I've read some lock and key. I think you put me onto lock and key, actually.
1: Other than that, I've not really checked out any because lock and key is his comic book series um which they're soon to be adapting into i believe filming's begun and they've got actors and locations and oh, stuff nice. they turn into a tv series and it's yeah. going to be the next stranger things i reckon i think it's going to fucking great. do yeah. really well nice. kudos to him because it is amazing mm. um but he's also written some novels himself um along with the sort of same lines as his dad he's gone down the sort of horror path he's written some interesting stuff nice uh if i'm honest he hasn't written anything that's really like captured me the same way early stephen king stuff did yeah but he still he still writes well enough to be interested in his works alone okay. um there's i believe one of his other one of his other books um have you seen the film horns With Daniel Radcliffe in it. No, another one you mean? That's one of his books. Okay. Um, But I believe also Nos Four R Two, and it's N O S, the number four R and the number two. I hate that. um, Because it's a license plate number on the car. (laughs) Right okay. Um, So. Another haunted car story, shouldn't it? No, another haunted car story. It's again concept's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, They turned it into a TV show, I believe, or a movie. I'll have to double check I, you know, I'm lazy don't do research but last I they're doing something with it and uh, again i will be worth checking out for those interested in that kind of thing going back to William Peter Blatty it turns out he's written about ten books <whistles> he wrote a book called Legion which was turned into The Exorcist 3 alright so let's check that again another franchise I never delved out of like tapped into I watched The Exorcist loved it I haven't checked out two or three really? yeah uh, you know, yeah, i yeah. missing yeah. 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 yeah See, that's Same. my point. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, yeah, go and have a look in your library. Find some Stephen King, read some books. Yep. Reading is cool. If anybody tells you it's not, they're full of shit. They just haven't read anything. Yep. Just tickle their fancy. Damn fools. You got anything else you want to add? No, I think that's me. Boom. Uh, follow us on our Twitter page, which is up and active, but we haven't done ending with yet because we're still waiting for some stuff which is at ghoulies by the
0: time this comes out we will have said stuff so. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> follow us on our twitter account which is you've set it up <laughs> <laughs> at Goolies podcast. at Goolies podcast, I think let me just double check the, yeah we've set it up I set it up ages ago we did this whole we've been talking about doing a podcast for so fucking long and we were like right we're just gonna fucking do it yeah. and i'm gonna come around We're just gonna record There's shit
0: clearly shows in the recordings of these episodes yeah. because we've got no show notes
1: we've got no no nothing no research just- we're just chatting shit yeah. um so yeah one of my jobs was to sort out the social media stuff so i was like yeah cool i'll sort out the fucking twitter account and i did that and i can't remember what the name is bris act ghoulies podcast um I'll do something with it once the episodes are up. At the moment it's pretty dead, but you know. By the again, time- but Again, but again, this comes out
0: if people actually listen to it then all this will be sorted. Yeah, it will be sorted.
1: There'll be people following, I'm sure. Yeah. There'll be loads of stuff going on. Yeah. Fucking stuff. <laughs> um yeah. And on that note, uh next episode. Maybe I I almost forgot. The next episode, because we are going to do more episodes, yeah. this next episode we're going to do, we've decided we're going to be a bit lazy and watch a movie. Um, as previously mentioned, I'm a big fan of most movies. I've gone through a bit of a binge in the last 10, 15 years or so of watching old horror movies like 80s, 70s, slashes, you know, all that kind of bad movies. And I'm trying to convince Dave to jump on the bandwagon, but he's not so sure. Because you're, you've you got much
0: a, a much higher tolerance to awful shit than I have. But it's one of
1: those things that you have to build up a tolerance, yeah, like most yeah. things. You have to get I mean, skilled in the art of watching I, shit.
0: See, back in the day, I could. Like, I'd watch trauma films and stuff like that, you know, I'd say, wait, watch all these crappy horror films, but now I've just... I'm used to a better standard. Of films,
1: <laughs> like you're just a film <laughs> and snob. I'm spoiled by the, the goddamn films. fucking Netflix and yeah. their high quality, yeah, products.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, we're gonna we we were tossing a couple of ideas around. Um, Street Trash is one of my personal favourites that I've seen. And Dave hasn't seen. Basket Case is another one. I've seen the first one, but I bought the trilogy recently, so I was trying to you know maybe convince him to watch the trilogy. Um, but also one of the other ones so I haven't watched. I really want to watch is Puppet Master, which Dave has seen. seen but that. I have seen it. back in the day when my tolerance for awful films was oh, a lot higher. Was higher. So we've decided to go for Puppet Master because he already
0: knows where he's getting himself in for. Yeah. I've seen the trailer for Basket Case and Street Trash, and they both look fucking
1: awful. <laughs> 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 they are in their own way awful and beautiful at the same oh, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really selling them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, yeah. sure we get
0: onto them at some point. Yeah, no doubt. And
1: probably with a few beers, just to, you know, so they're better, I I think. Yeah, the bad movies definitely work better with beer. But um, yeah, there we are, folks. Thanks for listening. the next episode,
0: we're going to be watching Puppet Master. We're going to talk about Puppet Master. I don't think that was explained,
1: was it? I don't know. So yeah, next episode, we're going to cover Puppet Master. Because Puppet Master is what we're watching. Gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we did make that perfectly clear, we're going to watch Puppet Master for the next episode. Next yes. episode is as Puppet. And we're not gonna Master. watch Puppet Master
0: while recording the show. We're gonna watch Puppet Master then talk about Puppet Master on the next show. <laughs>
1: so there you have it. Thank you for joining us. Yeah thank you. Uh, we'll speak to you soon yeah.